Hey, York Alliance. Welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Wednesday, November 15th. November 15th is a very special day for us, so a happy 26th anniversary to my wife, Amanda. Uh, It's great to be back with you again as we journey together toward Jesus and uh, continue to kind of think through this idea of, uh, of, of preaching the gospel with our actions, what it means for us to step into the life of Christ in such a way that it uh, it points to uh, the reality of the gospel to the people around us. And um, one of the things that I think is really evident um, in, in the process of talking through this with lots of people is that we don't have a lack of um, uh, of opportunity or even knowledge of what to do as it relates to preaching the gospel through our lives. It's a matter of actually doing it. Right, so it's not like, um, man, I have no idea how to show people the love of Jesus. I just need to have the time, take the time, um, or the willingness to step into that reality. I need to actually do it. Um, oftentimes, one of our problems is we feel like, well, I'm, I'm just not there yet. Like, there are certain things that I know I, I could do. I could, I, I could foster and adopt. I could volunteer at a, um, a nonprofit. I could uh, go downtown and just start to meet people, just start to have conversations. I could uh, pack a bag full of things that would be good, like essential uh, things for people. And as I see people who are uh, without a home or people who are um, uh, struggling, I could just give that to them. There's all kinds of things I could do. And for whatever reason, now is not the time. So I, I, there's a lot of things I could do, but for whatever reason, I'm kind of, kind of busy right now. I have a lot going on, or this is a really tough season, or um, at some point in time I'll have more resources, but right now I just don't have the resources to be able to pull that off, or whatever, whatever the thing is. And I think that takes us back to uh, Sunday. I, I thought Mike did such a good job of pulling out this idea of waiting. I, I love that I quote Dr. Willard on a regular basis, and he was quoting Dr. Seuss, which is you know just perfect, right? But he was talking about the waiting place and how um, we get to a space where we're waiting for something, and it seems like the right combination of some things never come. That waiting place is, uh, for us, I, I think, a, a great excuse for why we don't preach the gospel with our lives. There's just always, there's always a reason. There's always something that gets in the way of me being able to do what it is that I'm called to do in order to be able to love people the way that God loves people. And um, there's always going to be another reason. There's always going to be an excuse. Um, Many of us, if you're um, my age, a little older, a little younger, uh, we grew up at a time where it felt like we needed to have all the answers. We couldn't talk to anybody about the gospel if we didn't know all of the answers. We needed to have our apologetics, if you're familiar with that word, uh, completely lined up. And we needed to be able to answer questions about uh, science and uh, questions about philosophy and questions about the problem of evil and all of these things that um, n- no one person is going to know all of the answers to. And so, therefore, we just uh, often failed to declare the gospel because we uh, we just didn't have all the answers. And so, since we didn't have all the answers, we didn't do it. Well, um, the, the reality is you're never going to get all the answers. And so, therefore, you're never going to 
preach the gospel, right? There's never going to be a time we're going to be able to declare the gospel because you haven't gotten it all figured out. And um, that same thing is true for our finances. You're always going to need a little bit more than you have right now in order to be able to live generously. Or your time. You're always going to need to have a little bit more time than you have right now to be able to uh, give your time away to people. You're going to have to have a little bit more flexibility or a, a little bit more... Um, uh, of, uh, of a good attitude or a little bit more love for people or whatever the thing is, there's always going to need to be a little bit more. And that often leads us, leaves us in the waiting place because we're just thinking, well, uh, when that happens and um, the stars line up perfectly, then I'll be ready to step in. So if the reality is that we will never get all of the things lined up, it's never going to be the right time what do we do? And the answer is really simple. We step in anyway. We, we start the process of loving people intentionally. We start the process of, of um, doing those things that we think, like if everything lined up perfectly, I would want to do this. Well, we start doing it now. We start to step into it and we start to live that way right now. And uh, that, that can be tough, honestly. Like that's, that's a tricky thing to do. But we just say, you know what? There's not going to be enough time. There's not going to be enough resources. There's not going to be enough energy or enough passion or desire or whatever. It's just not going to be there. But I'm going to trust Jesus that he has enough in him to be able to give me what I need to be able to follow after him. I know that he's called me to this, and so therefore I'm going to step into it. I'm going to trust that he's going to give me what I need. Now, of course, that means that we need to know what he's called us to. We need to have a clear understanding of what the call of God is, not just in a general sense, like the, um, the broadness of taking the gospel to all the world or making disciples of all people. Like, sure, that's true. But specifically, what's he calling me to? What's the specific way that my actions or my words or my living, what's the specific way that I am called to preach the gospel to the world around me? And that requires a relationship with the Holy Spirit where we're asking questions like, what what do you want me to know? How do you want me to live? What do you want me to do? What's the next step that I need to take? And I, I need to know how he's put me together and what it looks like for me to step into those things, uh, what it looks like for me to um, do what he's called me to do. But it's vitally important in that, that um, we learn to hear his voice. Uh, if you have been with us for a while, one of the things I've said for years is that baseline Christianity is learning to hear and obey the Holy Spirit. That's the very beginning not, not something that's, that's, that's 10 steps down the line or a couple miles down the line. But baseline Christianity is learning to hear and obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. And that's vitally important because Jesus said he was going to go away. And he was going to send to us another counselor who would be the one who would guide us, that, um, that the Holy Spirit would come, and he would be the one that would lead us. He would be the one that would direct our, our paths. And so it's vitally important for us to learn to he- hear his voice so that he would tell us what it is that we're called to do. Because I can't do everything. And if I think I'm going to do everything, I'm going to live my life in the waiting place because I'm going to be immobilized. I'm going to be, uh, it's going to be impossible for me to step into anything because I'm going to see the enormity of the problem. I'm going to see all of the ways that the problem could be solved. And I'm going to do nothing 
because I know I can't fix it all myself. And so instead, when I learn to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, I don't have to be everything. I don't have to fix it all. All I need to do is step into the work that Jesus has for me and trust that the Holy Spirit is big enough to be working in lots of other people at the same time. And I may be called to preach the gospel in one specific way, and you're called to preach the gospel in another specific way. And we are together working towards the end of people coming to know Jesus. And that's part of what it means to be the body of Christ. When, uh, when Paul talks about the idea that some are the head and some are the, or the ears or the fingers or the hands or whatever it is, we're all different parts of the body because we're all called to do different things in different ways. And so rather than being overwhelmed by the enormity of the problem, Instead, I'm pressing into the, um, the, the heart of what I'm called to do, what Jesus has asked me to do by his spirit. And that, of course, requires me hearing and knowing the voice of the spirit. And so as we consider that idea of preaching the gospel through our actions, I want to encourage you to press beyond the waiting place. Sometimes you just have to take a step and you'll hear the voice of the spirit say this way or this way or nope, not that way or whatever that is. It, 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 sometimes you know exactly what the spirit's calling you to do. You just have to step into it and do it and everywhere in between. And so I want to encourage us to move past the waiting place into the fullness of what it means for us to preach the gospel through our actions. Well, I'm looking forward to being back with you one more time tomorrow as we look uh, again at this passage from John chapter 14 and look toward the end of this practice series as we uh, step into that. I pray that the grace and peace of Jesus would be yours, that you would sense his spirit on you, in you, transforming you, speaking to you, and you're able to hear and obey what he calls you to do. That the, the goodness of God would flow through you to a waiting and watching world. Have a great rest of the day, and I will be back with you one more time tomorrow. Grace and peace to you.